This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 138, and the spotlight on the Marvel and DC solicitations for April 2014. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. This is episode 138, the spotlight on the Marvel and DC solicitations episode for April 2014. So, I'm your host, Adam Chapman. Welcome to the show. This is the second time I've done one of these solicitations episodes where we take a look at the new solicitations that have been released for an upcoming uh, month's worth of comics. And I just kind of break it down and go, go through what, what I'm most excited about, things that are happening, highlights, the things to take note of. So, this is for everything that's coming out in April 2014 from Marvel and DC. Uh, now, Marvel actually uh, kind of got things started early uh, in terms of uh, putting out their solicitations uh, earlier than DC this time around. Uh, they came out on uh, January the 14th, uh, which was uh, a week ago. I'm recording this on Thursday the 23rd, so this I've had a week to think about what's come out. Um, now, my order on kind of going through, I go to the Newsarama link where they talk about the solicitations, and I kind of go down their list. So it's kind of the order that they've decided to uh, put the solicitations out. So the first thing up, we have um, the original Sin, number zero. So this is the beginning of the, the big uh, new event that's happening this year, which I'm excited about because it's it's uh, finally... Uh, I think what, Marvel Now point one or one of those point one issues was all about something going on with the Watcher. Now we're finally getting a payoff of that. Uh, Mark Wade's writing with art by Jim Chung. That reason alone is a reason to. I mean, first of all, it's the prelude to the big event, so it's a zero issue of the main event. So it's the one shot that's leading into uh, the event, getting some back history, I guess, or uh, background on the main character in this case, the Watcher. Uh, it's written by Mark Wade. That's reason enough to buy right there. Artwork by Jim Chung, who doesn't do as much stuff these days, so he is another reason to get this. Um, I'm really kind of interested to see what this murder mystery is going to be like. I'm a little worried, but, you know, for the most part, I think this could be really cool. So I'm excited to read Original Sin number 0 in April. Um, Some of the biggest news to come out of comics recently is that the Superior Spider-Man 31 will be the last issue of that series. Uh, So it's the series finale by Dan Slott and Giuseppe Camincoli. And then later in that month, we have Amazing Spider-Man 1 by Dan Slott and Humberto Ramos. Now, I can't remember, I don't think it's listed here, but uh, there's going to be a, a digital series uh, kind of filling in the blanks between Superior Spider-Man 31 and Amazing Spider-Man 1, and I really don't like the looks of it. The idea that Peter's back, but he doesn't know who he is, and garbage, no thanks. Uh, I'm sorry, it might be a great story, but I have no interest in reading that story. I am plus, really, like, you need something in the in the, the gap, this miniseries kind of gap running between uh, Superior and Amazing, that's just kind of bullshit, and I'm someone who likes print. As much as I like reading digital too, I'm print first, digital second. Um, so I don't like that it's a digital-only series, at least to begin with. I'm not really a big fan of this idea, but I, I am interested to read the climactic kind of chapter of uh, Superior Spider-Man 31. That being said, I wasn't a huge fan in the big kind of surprise from Superior Spider-Man 25 in terms of Ghost Peter's back. I, th- I just thought there'd be a different way of going about it than just being Ghost Peter, but even though we knew that, that was going to happen and there was a, a hint in previous issue, I was still I felt let down for some reason, and I'm a little sad because I've been really enjoying the book, and maybe it being Peter again won't be the same. Uh, so Amazing Spider-Man 1 by uh, Humberto Ramos and Dan Slott. I'm excited that the same people are basically writing it still and, and creating it. Uh, interested to see what the recharge and re-energize Electro will be like. Um, both issues are six dollars, so I mean it's bad enough. They're usually three ninety nine, so they're going to get an extra, you know, two dollars per book. That being said, they are big books. They're sixty four pages each, so at least you're getting more bang for your buck. 
Continuing the all-new Marvel Now uh, kind of stretch, we have Iron Fist Living Weapon number one. The only reason I'm really thinking about getting this is because Kyrie Andrews has not done anything in quite a while. That being said, it feels like we've had a lot of these kind of Iron Fist 1 kind of ideas. So we'll see, because the last one they did were the Immortal Weapons of Iron Fist, uh, the one that was done, or the Immortal Iron Fist, sorry, by uh, Brubaker, Fraction, and Aja was so good, uh, and kind of relaunched that character that we'll have to see what uh, Kyrie Andrews is able to do. But I'm, I'm interested, because... He's a fantastic artist, and he has a very unique style, and it could work really, really well for Iron Fist. So Iron Fist Living Weapon number one, I'm excited to read it. Uh, Electra number one, not really excited about this, because I think it was originally supposed to be by Zeb Wells. Now that's by Hayden Blackman, who I don't know that well, and Michael Delmano in art. It could be great, but I just feel like the way that it describes it feels like not... Like it doesn't. It always feels like whenever they do an Electra story, they do a specific version of Electra, but not the one that's currently in continuity. They kind of want to go back to the old school Frank Miller. She just died. Who is this character? And I just feel like the characters progressed a lot since then. It's had a lot of different adventures. Yet none of these writers seem to want to really address that or or make that part of the discussion. Uh, you got Hulk number one and two coming out, so it's double shipping. Uh, Mark Way continues to write the book, but now you got Mark Bagley in art. I'm, I was talking to Leon uh, Orlana, who's a well, not a frequent guest of the show, but a, a guest of the show in the past. And he was like, oh, Bart Bagley, he can't draw Hulk. And I'm like, you're retarded. Um, sorry, not retarded. You're cra- you're on crack. Uh, you're uh, more on crack than Toronto's mayor. Um, because Mark Bagley can do a Hulk. First of all, he did Hulk and Avengers Assemble, what, two years ago? Uh, he also did a very great version of Hulk uh, during his run on Amazing Spider-Man in the 90s. So, I mean, he can definitely do the Hulk. Uh, he can illustrate the Hulk, sorry. I'm interested to see what it's like. It could be really cool. Uh, and interested to see what the new, new Direction is like. And I like that Mark Waid has two books that are relaunching, Daredevil and Hulk, but I like that at least he's doing some sort of spin. So with Daredevil, he's starting anew in, in San Francisco. So it's a whole new start with Hulk. Something is happening, following a new direction after the end of Indestructible Hulk. So I'm excited to see what the, the all-new Marvel Now version of the Hulk has to offer. Uh, you got Nightcrawler number one. Uh... If it wasn't by Chris Claremont, I'd be like, this is this gives the potential to be really cool. We'll have to see. I don't know what Claremont's style is going to be like, because he changes all the time. He, he always feels a little out of step, but, you know, with a character like Nightcrawler and artwork by Todd Nock, I think that this could be kind of a timeless and fun adventure, but I'm really not sure about it. I'll give it a shot. One thing I'm surprised about, I mean, if you look at the other issues, I mean, you got... Um, you know, Iron Fist Living Weapon, three ninety nine. Electra number one, three ninety nine. Hulk number one and two, three ninety nine each. Nightcrawler number one, two ninety nine. So I'm kind of surprised by that, but interested because I think it's one of the only Marvel Now titles to actually be two ninety nine. I'm not really sure what that comes from, but we'll see. And it appears to be an ongoing, which is exciting as well. I don't know if he can support an ongoing, but uh, I think people miss Nightcrawler and coming out of Amazing X Men, it might be a good t- the, as good a time as any to do it. So we'll have to see. Uh, next up on the listing, you got Inhuman number one by Charles Sewell or Sole with Joe Madden art. Uh, it's it was originally what supposed to be by was it Fraction or something like that. Anyways, and now it's not because they couldn't quite hammer out the story they you know, they were both happy with editorial and uh, and I guess Fraction. So now Sule is writing it with artwork by Joe Mad. We'll see. I mean, the big problem here is that I don't think Joe Mad is going to stay on it that consistently. Um, I, I feel like no one really cares about the whole Inhumanity thing happening after Infinity. Uh, those Inhumanity kind of one-shots or tie-ins don't really feel like they mean much. Uh, it doesn't feel like the 
most writers are really making good use of the of the idea of the Inhumans not being around. Like, it doesn't feel like it's really a, a new status quo, which is what they kind of wanted it to be. This kind of overarching feeling in the Marvel universe. So I'm, I don't think Inhumans going to last that long. But Joe Madden art could be enough to keep it going for a while if he stays on the book. That's always the big question. Uh, you've got all new dupe number one. Now I personally don't care. But you got Peter Milligan writing it, the character he created, with our interior art by David Lafuente with Laura Alred. So you got you know two of the characters, the creators behind Dupe uh, involved. Um, and I think part of it's supposed to kind of fill in the blanks between Battle of the Atom when he was involved in the story in the background. So we'll see. Uh, you have Daredevil 1.50, but I guess the real point of this is that it's the 50th anniversary. Um, written by Mark Wade, artwork by Javier Rodriguez. That's enough for me to be interested. It's um, it's supposed to have stories by special guest creators from Murdoch's Murky Past, but we don't know who that is yet. Uh, and it looks like it's a story kind of from the future looking back. You know what? It's Mark Wade writing. Javier Rodriguez is great in art. I'm definitely going to read this. Uh, you have Daredevil number two. Uh, so Mark Wade and Chris Samney continue. I'm interested to see what San Francisco is like, like for Daredevil now. Uh, Iron Patriot. I, I, I think I said this last month. I'm really not sure how I feel about this. I like Jim Rhodes being War Machine. That's who he is. He's not Iron Patriot. That's only because of the movie. Uh, so that kind of bugs me. Alice Cott, though, I'm, he's kind of that one of those rising stars for me as a writer. I'm liking his stuff. Gary Brown and Art, I'm not sure I know who he is. Um, and it says Jim Rhodes dies, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, I got Iron Man 24, so it continues the Rings of the Mandarin storyline with Malekith. Um, yeah, Kieran Gillen writing with Eric with Luke Ross. I haven't been a huge fan of this book since it's been around. I really didn't like where they went with the last storyline or two. I'll probably give this storyline a shot, but we'll see. Then you have Avengers Undercover number two. It's nice to see another two ninety nine book, although it's double shipping, so it's really not that helpful. Um, I will be reading this and buying this. It's by Dennis Hopeless. Uh, artwork on number two is by Kev Walker. Artwork on issue two, three, sorry, is by Timothy Green the third. Uh, I'm excited for issue three because it's face to face with arcades. So see what happens when they come face to face with uh, arcade after everything happened in uh, Murder World. So I'm interested to see what that's like. Uh, Candy Avengers 19. Uh, artwork by Rick Remender and Daniel Acuna. I am shocked by how much I actually really enjoyed Uncanny Avengers. I read the first couple issues, wasn't a big fan. I read, I think, like 10 or 11 onwards, and then I went back and read it all. And I actually really love in the run. Um, I've been buying those in hardcovers as well. So, I mean, they are nice. Uh, so I'll be enjoying this when it comes out. Uh, Secret Avengers 2. I don't know why they had to relaunch it, but whatever. Like, that's what they do now. Uh, it feels like it's basically the same book but slightly different creative team but Alice Cott I think is writing it right now anyway so or co-writing so now he's just taking on uh, full duties Michael Walsh and our work I don't know anything about Michael Walsh so we'll have to see about that uh you got New Avengers 17 by uh, Hickman and Rags Morales um Hickman's killing it on this book so I'm excited to see what uh the Illuminati are getting themselves into I like the idea that they keep dealing with kind of the same main issue but other little things come out uh, Rags Morales, we'll have to see. I'm not sure. Sometimes I really like his artwork, and sometimes I think it's rushed, so we'll have to see how much time he gets. Uh, Miss Marvel 3, so it's by G. Willow Wilson, artwork by Adrian Alfona. Um, that's the all new, uh, I guess, Muslim Miss Marvel. I'm interested in new characters, so I'll give that a shot. Uh, Captain Marvel 2, Kelly Sue DeConnick, and David Lopez. I don't know if I care. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the first Captain Marvel series that, that she was headlining, so we'll have to see what the next one's like. Um, Cullen Bunn is writing this uh, Gabriel Hernandez Walter illustrated book uh, Magneto 2 or issue number 2 um, I wasn't a well 
Well, let's just see. I, I really don't like that he's bald and looks like Xavier now, because everyone who's bald basically looks like Xavier, but we'll have to see. I'm interested to see what it's like. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of Colin Bunn, so we'll have to see if he's able to kind of make me a fan of that book. Uh, Uncanny X-Men 20, so you have the uh, the X-Men taking on S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Silver Surfer 2. I'm excited to see what this book is like, because I feel like it's meant for Michael Alred. I think Michael Alred is a perfect artist to do a book like Silver Surfer. Uh, he has a very pop art sensibility, which kind of harkens back to the origins of the character and being a very, like, that certain era of the character. Uh, Dan Slott, interesting choice for a cosmic book, but it's a, a fun of a fun one, and the story in the Marvel Now was interesting, so I'm definitely interested in giving this a shot. Um, then you have uh, Fantastic Four by James Robinson and Leonard Kirk, issue three coming out in April. I'm definitely on board for this. I like James Robinson. I like Leonard Kirk. I'm I'm in. I'll have to see what this is like. Uh, then you got Deadpool 27, which is Deadpool getting married, and for some reason it's a ten dollar hundred page book. Who cares? Sorry, I'm really not looking forward to anything about Deadpool these days. Although I gotta say, it's really impressive the amount of writers that are involved in this book. You got Jerry Dugan, Brian Bokposain, Fabian Nicesa, Mark Wade, Joe Kelly, Christopher Priest, Jimmy Palmiotti, Frank Terry Thierry, Gil Simone, Daniel Way, and Victor Gishler. Gishler. So really you couldn't come up with a more of a murder's row in terms of uh, previous Deadpool writers. It'd be interesting. I do like the alternate cover by the way, I don't know who does it. Uh that looks like Burger Time, the old NES game, but it's uh, Deadpool instead and it looks pretty fun. I uh, Wolverine of the X-Men by Jason Latour and Mahmoud Azrar. I think Latour did grew, uh, Winter Soldier, and I liked his take on that. But I just don't know how I feel about the Wolverine the X-Men concept by anyone not Jason Aaron, but we'll see. Um, New Warriors 3, I'm, I'm in for this book, even though I don't know how to make of it. Uh, Christopher Yost and Marcus Toe. I am interested to see what this is going to be like. Um, I like Scarlet Spider, and I want to see... That, that book kind of ended on a down note for me, so I'm interested to see where Yost goes with the Kane and Arisley characters in New Warriors. Uh, Moon Knight, um, I'm really nervous about this just because it looks a little different, a little weird, but it's Warren Ellis and Declan Shalvey, so really I shouldn't have any problems. Uh, Loki, Agent of Asgard 3. Al Ewing, I don't know that well as a writer. Lee Garbett, I'm not a huge fan of as a penciler. I'll probably give this a shot. It's 2.99, so that's at least speaking something for it. Um... You have Thor God of Thunder 21, which is The Last Days of Midgard Part 3. And uh, we have uh, Broxton, Oklahoma, Under Siege. I don't even know what the current status quo really is for uh, for Broxton, so I don't know if, know if I care that much about this. Uh, Winter Soldier, The Bitter March, 3 of 5. I'm really excited for this miniseries to get started, and I guess in February. Uh, it's got artwork by Rowan Boshi, who I don't know, but recommend her writing it, and it should be great. Uh, you got Old New Ghost Rider. But there's a new Ghost Rider, it's Robbie Reyes, and uh, it, it's, uh, I don't know, I looked at this and I just felt like, this felt like what people my age in the 80s would have thought about the new Ghost Rider at that time, kind of being this kind of, the certain um, feeling of who that character was and of the time, and I feel like that's how I feel about all new Ghost Rider. Uh, you got the new X-Force book, I probably won't be reading this, I wasn't following Uncanny X-Force and... Uh, that the current one anyway, and Cable and X Force. I'm not sure if I'll follow, follow this, uh, this you know, spin-off miniseries of the two, but we'll see. Maybe I'll change my mind, but I just don't think I will. Uh, it's written by Simon Spurrier, and artwork appears to be by Rocky Kim, and on issue three, and Jorge Molina on issue four. Uh, you have the new She-Hulk book. I'm not sure if I'm going to give this a shot or not, but I do like Javier Polito a lot, and I like his artwork style. I, again, I don't know enough about Charles Soule as a writer. 
Uh, you got What If Age of Ultron is shipping every month this or every week in April. Um, and it looks like each one has kind of different stories, uh, different What If stories. And that could be kind of interesting because it looks like there's a lot of different, you know, different places where it, Wolverine killed someone else and what would happen if this happened instead, uh, which is interesting. Uh, it looks like it's written by Joe Keating, artwork by Raphael Yenko. Um, and I guess th- that's the first two issues they do. Issue three, oh, still still by Keating, but now artwork by Miko Swayan. And issue four, artwork by Piotr Kowalski. Issue five with Ming Dole on, Doyle on artwork. Again, Keating writes all five issues. Uh, then you have Dexter down under, number three. I don't care about Dexter, sorry. George Romero's Empire of the Dead, act one, number four. I'm not reading that either. Disney Kingdom, Secrets of the Weird, number four. I heard it wasn't that great, so I'm not even going to bother trying it. Ultimate Spider-Man 200, classic Marvel. It's a one-shot, and it's, you know, the anniversary of Peter Parker's death, and everyone gathers, and we'll see. It's by Bendis, with artwork by Marquez, Bakley, Brooks, Stuart Eminem, and David LaFuente. So almost every artist to have illustrated uh, Spider-Man in the Ultimate Universe, except for Sarah Pacelli, I believe. Uh, then you have the launch of the all-new uh, Ultimates Number 1 by Michael Fifth, and artwork by Amilcar Pina. Um, I just, I don't know what's going on in the Ultimate Universe, and to be honest, I don't really care, but it's, they're doing something different now, so, for people who like it, great, I'm just, it's not for me. Ultimate FF by Fjolkov and, uh, Mar- Mario Guevara, and they got Superior, for, oh, they, this is interesting, I guess next month they have the Miles Morales Superior Spider-Man, sorry, Ultimate Spider-Man book start, because then they go straight into Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Um, I didn't like this in the first issue two that I read, and then I read issue, I think, seven, and I went back and read the rest. It's growing on me more, and I'm enjoying it a little bit more. I really enjoyed issue seven, though. It was fantastic. I think it was issue seven. It might have been issue six. The one with, um, what was it called? Uh, the Beatles history. Anyways, so you got issue 12 coming out, again, by Spencer and Lieber. Uh, you got Superior Spider-Man team-up number 12, uh, which is a flashback to a team-up between Doc Ock and Peter Parker. And that could be interesting. I'm interested in that. Artwork by Marco Cicchetto, who I enjoy, and, are, and written by Kevin Schnick. Uh, then you have Mighty Avengers 9. I have not read any of this yet, and to be honest, I'm still not interested in giving it a shot. I'm sorry, I just don't care. Uh, Avengers 28, Hickman and LaRocca. Not a big fan of LaRocca being on the book, but I do love Hickman. Uh, next week's review episode will get more into me not enjoying LaRocca despite loving Hickman. Uh, you have Uncanny Avengers Annual by Rick Remender and Paul Renault. I like that it's written by the main writer of the book, so it definitely makes it feel like it'll be have more consequences potentially and be more interesting. And you have Mojo, and that could be fun. Uh, you got Avengers World number five, which is by Hickman, Spencer, Redding, and Stefano Castellan Art, and it's all about Manifold, who I really enjoy as a character. Uh, you got Avengers AI, which I just don't care, so sorry. I'm just going to watch two issues that go by and not read them. Um, you got All New Invaders number four. I read issue one. It was interesting. I'm interested to see where it will go from here. Um, it introduces the Golden Age Vision, which could be cool. Uh, again, by uh, Pew or Pew, uh, with James Robinson writing, and I'm a big fan of James Robinson. Um, you have Captain America 19 by Nick Klein and Rick Remender, and uh, you got Dr. Mind Bubble, and you got the Shield's Ultimate Weapon, and Dr. the Iron Nail. I'm interested in this. Um, I've been really on and off in Captain America, but for the most part, I've been enjoying it. Uh, you got a new issue of Hawkeye, issue 19, which by uh, Matt Fraction and Annie Wu. I don't know their art, her, her art, so I'll be interested to see what that's like. 
Uh, Black Widow 5, I'm actually loving this book. The first two issues were fantastic by Edmondson and Noto, so I'm interested to see what comes out next. Um, Nova 16, so you have uh, the adventure with Beta Ray Bill and Nova going to uh, an end, and that's by David Baldion and Art and Jerry Dugan. David Baldion was recently on uh, Scarlet Spider. Guardians of the Galaxy 14, uh, this is stupid. Stupidest text ever. 45 years in the making. It's finally here. The 100th issue of Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, it's actually the 101st, but we had an X-Men crossover to get through. Sheesh. Uh, that doesn't make me that excited, but I'm excited that you have two special backup stories by uh, former GOTG writers Abbott and Lanning, so that part should be great. And uh, I guess you also this is just before or just as you're adding Venom and Captain Marvel to the cast of Guardians of the Galaxy, which seems a little bit unnecessary. Uh, then you have a, a reprint of Star, some of Star-Lord's old adventures. You have a, a director's cut of Captain America Winter Soldier number one, which is kind of a weird decision to even bother releasing it. Why not just release it in hardcover? Oh, wait, they're doing that, so why bother with this? You have uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy prelude, which I guess leads into the movie. Uh, you got Thunderbolts 24 and 25. Not really caring about this, so I'm probably going to take a pass. Sule's all over the place. He's writing this as well. Uh, there's a new Punisher ongoing that will have started by this point by Nathan Edmondson and Mitch Garans. I'm probably going to take a pass on this just because I love the last Punisher book I read by uh, by um, oh, Greg Rucka that I just don't think anything could really compare to it. You have some Marvel Universe books that are coming out that I'm not as I don't really pay attention to just because as much as it's a dick thing to say they're not in current continuity they're in a different continuity and that's just not something I'm really that interested in but I'm excited that they're at least putting these issues out. Um, you have X-Men 13, which is uh, looks like it's going to be focusing more on Jubilee. Again, Clay Mann joins Brian Wood, so somewhere Nathan is just salivating because he loves Brian Wood, he loves Clay Mann, he loves that X-Men book. Put all three together and he might go crazy. Uh, you have the end of the Origin miniseries, which, I mean, I did not like the first issue, so hopefully the next issue is better. Uh, Amazing X-Men 6 has Nightcrawler back at the Jean Grey School. Again, Ed McGinnis continues to illustrate, which is fantastic that he's keeping a regular schedule. I'm always surprised, even though I shouldn't be at this rate, I'm always surprised when he's relatively regular. Uh, Jason Aaron writing it. You have Deadpool vs. Carnage by Colin Bunn and Salvador Espin. This could be interesting. It also could be a mess. Well, I'll kind of reserve judgment until the first issue. Uh, you have Savage Wolverine 17 by Richard Eisenhove writing and doing the art. And then you have Wolverine 4 and 5... Paul Cornell writing with Ryan Stegman on artwork for issue four, and then Geraldo Sandoval, sorry, Gerardo Sandoval on issue five. Really not sure how I feel about this book, but you know what? Whatever. I'll, I'm probably going to read it because I'm, I love Ryan Stegman's art, and I kind of want to support him. And Paul Cornell is a great writer, although his Wolverine's been a little inconsistent, so I'll give it a shot. Um, only X Factor six, so you got X Factor and Cipher versus Warlock. Uh, I've loved this book so far. I've read the first two issues. I really enjoy it. It's a little slow in pacing for Peter David, but it's given me a lot of great characterization, a lot of great pacing, especially in issue two. is really breakneck at times. Like It just it was a great book. Um, and uh, Carmine de, de, de Domenico is a fantastic illustrator. It's a great book, and I'm really loving it. Uh, Only X-Men 25 and 26 are coming out. Issue 25 looks like it's, it's illustrated by Eminem, Art Adams, Bruce Tim, J. Scott Campbell, Scotty Young, Raphael Grandpa, and more. And issue 6 is just by Eminem himself, so it'll be interesting to see what that's like for that landmark issue. And then the issue 26 is the return of the Brotherhood of the Future. Uh, then you have Kick-Ass 3, number 8. I stopped reading after the first one, so I don't even know what this is. Uh, you got the Fire graphic novel by Brian Michael Bendis. Um, 
I guess this is an older, this was uh, Bendis' first major work, so it's being repackaged uh, and sold by Marvel. Uh, I guess we're into the trades now. Um, we got the Marvel Masterworks Avengers Volume 14. Um, I've just kind of, for the trades, I'm not going to say everything that's coming out, but there is the Infinity Gauntlet's Omnibus, uh, which is including a lot of material that's never really been collected before. You have Silver Surfer 34 to... Th well, I'm not even going to go through all the contents, but if you love the Infinity Gauntlet, you should pick up this omnibus. It's listed for 125 but... Uh, you know, if you go to major retailers like Amazon, etc., you can probably end up getting this for like seventy or eighty dollars, uh, and it looks fantastic. Uh, I don't know if I'll pick this one up because I'm a huge fan of Infinity Gauntlet as much as I know I should be, but I'm, I don't know. It's it, it's of its time for sure, and includes a lot of stuff that I don't know if I need to read or would like to. I could probably just pick up the trade and be happy with the main storyline. Uh, you have another uh, old new um, graphic original graphic novel from Marvel. Uh, this time it's X-Men No More Humans. Uh, it's by Mike Carey and Mike Carey... Ah, sorry. Mike Carey. I think it's Mike Carey, and that's wrong. And artwork by Salvador La Roca. La Roca's the real kind of issue here. I'm not sure how I feel about him because, um... I don't know, sometimes his artwork is really good, and then recently it just hasn't been. And, uh... I, hopefully it's more like, you know, this current stuff that we've been getting in Avengers, which isn't his best, but better than his uh, Iron Man material they did recently. The Iron Man Fatal Frontier hardcover, which is collecting that infinite comic, comes in hardcover now. You have uh, a hardcover collection of Miracle Man, which is going to be... It's really just... It's four issues. This is... I know they're kind of bigger than regular issues, but 152 pages for $30. It just seems a little expensive. Um, considering I could get, you know, 168 pages of this Iron Man Fatal Frontier for... Well, I guess 35 It's It's all overpriced, really. Uh, you have a prose novel, prose novel of X Men Days Future Past coming out. You have the um, premier hardcover of the Guardians of the Galaxy All New X Men Trial of Jean Grey crossover that just started this week. Um, you have the third, uh, I guess, oversized volume of Daredevil by Mark Wade uh, hardcover. You have the third volume of the Uncanny X Men hardcover, uh, which is the Good, the Bad, and the, and the Inhuman. You have the Thanos Rising hardcover, which is oddly placed because it's coming out after the trade paperback already came out, so I just I don't get the reasoning here. Usually it's the other way around. Uh, for those who care about uh, the Cataclysm event, the, one of the hardcover comes out pretty big, 432 pages, $50. It's it's called Cataclysm the Ultimate's Last Stand, but it collects a lot of not just the Ultimates. It co collects all the Cataclysm miniseries. Uh, you have another Iron Man hardcover. You have the Age of Ultron companion trade paperback coming out, as well as the main uh, Age of Ultron uh, trade paperback. Uh, you have the uh, second volume of Indestructible Hulk, Gods and Monster uh, trade paperback coming out, uh, which is a little behind the times, obviously, but it's good that you can finally get this in soft cover. Same thing with Iron Man Volume 2, The Secret Origin of Tony Stark, Book 1. Um, you have X-Men Volume 2, Muatas coming out, which I'm definitely going to be picking up. I've uh, all-new X-Men Volume 3 Out of Their Depth trade paperback coming out. Uh, the last volume of A plus X, uh, A, A plus X Volume 3 is coming out. It's the last volume of that series. Uh, Nova Volume 3 Nova Corpse is coming out. Um, what's disappointing about this is that Volume 1 came out in hardcover with digital codes, and Volumes 2 and 3 don't come out in hardcover at all and just softcover. So those people who decided to buy in hardcover are kind of getting screwed over because they can't continue buying it in the same way and I know a lot of people don't care about that stuff but a lot of people also do care about consistency of their collections. Uh, you got Deadpool by Daniel Way, the complete collection volume 3 coming out. Uh, the 12 complete series by JMS is finally being released uh, the 4th volume of the current Deadpool book comes out. 
and X-Men vs. Hulk, which is kind of a random assortment of uh, Hulk and X-Men stories, comes out, including the fantastic World War Hulk X-Men miniseries that came out. It's a really odd assortment of stuff. You have the uh, Marvel Knights Hulk storyline comes out. Uh, you got Marvel Knights X-Men coming out. Uh, Longshot Season of Marvel Universe trade paperback, which I didn't really like. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man, Peter Parker, the one and only, which is basically just Amazing Spider-Man, uh, 700.1 to 700.5. No, thank you. I passed the first time around. I'm going to pass on this too. What I'm really pumped for, She-Hulk by Dan Slott, the complete collection, volume two. Um, I'm really, I cannot wait to have these two fat collections on my shelf. Great price, $35 listed on the, in the, uh, in the solicitations for 408 pages and that's a lot of issues it's about uh, I think 16 or 17 issues of She-Hulk uh, for those who love that previous run of Immortal Iron Fist you can get the uh, second complete collection which I think completes everything uh, from that run uh, for those who love X-Factor you can also get the X-Factor by Peter David the complete collection volume 2 which also uh, has a lot of content another complete collection coming out Marvel Zombies this is volume 2 uh, for those who like Jeff Loeb on the Hulk, you got the Complete Collection, Volume 2. Again, these are massive volumes. Uh, you have a new Wolverine the X-Men by Jason Aaron volume coming out, although with the Omnibus coming out, I don't know if you'd even want to bother with this. Uh, one of my picks for the month, you got the Amazing Spider-Man Epic Collection, Ghost of the Past. This is Volume 15 in the Epic Collection run. Uh, it's including issues 259 to 272, which is some of the stuff I'm really excited is getting uh, collected. My one thing I want most now, which we're probably not going to get for a while, is would be the next volume, volume 16, because I love the material right after it as well. Um, and that is the Marvel solicitations. And now we're just going to skim through the uh, DC solicitations for the same period. I'm running out of time for the podcast today, though, so this will be a little bit truncated. Uh, so DC-wise, we have Batman Eternal, so the new uh, weekly book that's coming out by Snyder, Tinian and the Fourth, Layman, Fox, and Seeley. So basically, the Batman writers. Um, interested to see what this is like. It looks like Jason Faybox doing the art on all of it, so that should be interesting to see how he can kind of maintain that. Or at least he's doing the first three issues, I think. Uh, let's see what a, a weekly series is like. I don't know if they said how long it's going to run for. Um, but it could be great. It could be a disaster. Um, Batman's kind of all over the place sometimes in terms of what their stories have been like. But I think having a weekly book should have some internal consistency for the Batman line. I like that they kind of axing Dark Knight. It doesn't make up for the fact that you're play- taking out one book and putting four in its place. But at least they're trying to do something about it. Uh, you have Justice League United number zero. Now, I'm a little disappointed that it's not called Justice League Canada, because I thought that was kind of cool, but now it's Justice League United instead. Uh, I am interested in reading this, though. I mean, it's, I guess, basically replacing Justice League of America, I think. Um, you have, written by Jeff Lemire, artwork by Mike McCone. I'm interested in seeing what this is like. You have Justice League 30, which has Lex Luthor becoming a hero and, uh, I guess, leading the Justice League, so we'll have to see what the hell that's all about. Uh, you know what, at least DC's making people care about at least giving the books a shot because even if it's not a very good story it at least has a great hook Lex Luthor, biggest villain for Superman leaving the Justice League, what? I gotta read this so, I mean it's a good marketing play at any rate, Jeff Johns and Ivan Reyes putting that together, uh, you got Justice League of America 14 which I believe is the last issue I'm not really sure though, yeah yes it is by Matt Kent and Eddie Barrows and uh, Eber Ferreira Justice League Dark I just, I don't really care about this book, and the whole Forever Evil Blight thing made me less interested, so who knows what's going on in this, but I'm sure Demetrius is putting together some good work. 
I am interested in reading Forever Evil Aftermath, Batman vs. Bane. That should be pretty interesting in the aftermath of Forever Evil and the Arkham War, etc. Uh, it's by Tomasi and Eaton, so that's a team I'm in for. Uh, Nightwing 30. Uh, so Tinian the Fourth is writing this, which is, I don't know when Higgins stopped. Um, it's the last issue. A lot of people are wondering, is Nightwing finally going to die? Is, is you know, is Didio finally going to get his wish that he tried to do it back in 2004 or five? with uh, Infinite Crisis, or is it something else? Is Night is the Nightwing going blonde and becoming someone different? Who knows? But it'll be interesting. It is the last issue, so I'm interested to see what kind of takes up its place. Uh, Suicide Squad 30 uh, by Sean Ryan, who I don't really know, and it's got artwork by teams I don't know. I've kind of been in and out in Suicide Squad. I might give it a... It's actually the last issue, so I guess I'm out now. Uh, you have Secret Origins, which is a new book to run, and I think this is a smart idea. It depends on how it works, but the idea of showing origins for all the characters in the DC Universe is a good idea after everything that's happened in the New 52. Uh, you start with the origins of the last son of Krypton and Kara Zor-El, Supergirl, plus the first Robin, Dick Grayson. Uh, I'm in for this. I'm interested to see what it's like. Uh, you have Aquaman by Jeff Parker and Pelletier. I'm enjoying their run so far, so this should be good. Uh, Aquaman gets a new book by J Dan Jorgens and artwork by Lam Medina and Ed Tadeo. I don't know what they're like as artists, but I do like Dan Jorgens as a writer, and I'm interested to see Aquaman getting a second book, so I'm in. Constantine, or Constantine, I haven't really been following this and don't really have a lot of interest in doing so. The Trinity of Sin books, Phantom Stranger and Pandora, I have no interest at all. Uh, Justice League 3000, number 5. I tried to read issue 2. I really didn't like it. Uh, I thought it was terrible, uh, at least at the beginning. And issue 1 I didn't like, so I'm probably not going to read that. Um, you have Flash 30 and Flash Annual 3. I was going to kind of drop Flash, but now I think I might stick with it for a while. And I like that it kind of looks like... I don't think they're meant to be, but the, the covers to 30 and, number, and Annual 3 kind of look like inverted versions of each other. I don't know if that's intentional or not. Probably not. Um, I'm... In, well, actually, maybe, because Brett Booth and Norm Rapman did do the art in both. Um, so you have the all new creative team is Robert Venditti and Van Jensen, and they're kind of writing both books, and our work was by Brett Booth of both. Obviously, the Flash Annual 3 is the big uh, reveal, not reveal, or uh, introduction of Wally West into the DC Universe, which I don't think is a good idea, because it's not going to be what people want. It's not going to be the Wally that people want, and I feel like it would have just been better to leave him alone, because now that we're jumping in, he's not going to be able to be Kid Flash. He's not going to be able to be the Flash we want him to be. I feel like he's not ever going to be what everyone loves about Wally. He'll never be that Wally, so I'd almost rather they just never bring him in. Uh, World's Finest 22... Again, that's a book I'm really hot and cold on. Uh, Earth-22 is a book I don't know why I enjoy that much, but I do. Uh, it's with Tom Taylor and Nicholas Scott. I love the artwork. Tom Taylor's doing an okay job of writing it. Uh, Green Arrow, I just haven't been following on this for a while. Maybe at some point I will try to get back into it, but I don't know. I, I've heard Lemire's doing great stuff with it, so I should give it a shot, but I just I just don't care a lot about the younger you know, version of Green Arrow. I kind of miss the pre-New 52 version. Uh, Wonder Woman, uh, I feel bad that I'm so far behind on this, but I would like to get caught up at some point. Superman Unchained number 9 is coming to an end. Um, the extraordinary finale of a book that barely ever shipped, and when it came out, no one seemed to care. That's about it. Uh, you got Superman Wonder Woman 7. This is a book that's all over the place. And again, another book by Charles Sule. This guy works really hard. It appears to be Doomsday is involved. Eh, whatever. Action Comics, um... 
Superman confronting Lex Luthor could be interesting, but Greg Pak has given me not a lot to enjoy so far, and it's got some sort of this doomsday is involved in this storyline as well as in uh, Superman by Scott Lovedell. So I'm, I, I, I don't know. I want Greg Pak's action comics to be good, but I just don't care. Uh, Supergirl, she's joining the Red Lanterns, color me bored. Uh, Superboy, uh, I think this is, it's going to be, I think it's ending soon, or, I don't know. Aaron Cooter's, oh, sorry, not that it's ending soon, uh, Wolfman's off of it. Uh, you have this Superboy, I, I just don't care. Uh, I don't even care what's going on here. Batman, Superman, it's, I'm going to be reading it for the first contact storyline, but it has not been a strong book. Again, Greg Pak has been a little weak, and the artwork by J- Jay Lee has not been that great either. You have Batman 30, which is beginning Siri or Savage City. I'm just ready for them to tell regular continuity stories again by Snyder and Capullo. I uh, haven't been a huge fan of Zerier. Capuio is doing a different style of artwork, and I haven't been enjoying it all that much, but we'll see. Detective Comics 30, you have the new creative team of uh, Brian Bucciolato and Francis Manipole co-writing with artwork by Manipole uh, on pencils and then colors by Bucciolato. I'm interested to see what their take on uh, Detective Comics is. I don't know if it had to be $4, but whatever. I mean, I'm sure it'll be entertaining. Batman and Wonder Woman number 30, interesting team-up. I love Tomasi and Gleason. Uh, it's the quest for Damien's remains, so it could be interesting. Uh, Batwoman Annual, I just, I like that and, and Draco is back, but I haven't really been following the book, so it's not going to mean a lot to me. Uh, it looks like he's also writing Batwoman 30, which is not what I expected. Uh, Catwoman 30, can't believe it's still being published, just because I read one or two issues and I, I just couldn't stand it. Uh, Birds of Prey continues their Razzle Ghoul storyline. Uh, Harley Quinn, a book that I read the first two issues, zero and one of, and I just cannot make myself read anymore. Uh, you have a Batgirl annual by Gil Simone and art by Robert Gill, which should be good. And be interesting because it's Poison Ivy versus Batgirl. Uh, Batgirl 30, uh, you have uh, Ragdolls there, and I'm interested to see what this is like. I love P- Fernando Pissarro in an artwork, uh, and Gil Simone again writing. Uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws, I just don't. It's interesting. I, there, I used to read some of these books, and I just can't get myself back into them. I've fallen behind, and I don't care enough to really read anymore. Batwing, a book I, I enjoy a lot more than perhaps I should, but I actually like it. Uh, there's a new ongoing for Sinestro. Look, it's Colin Bunn again. The only draw on this is the artwork by Dale Eaglesham. I'm not really sure about what this is even going to be like, but I, I will at least give it a shot because I'm interested to see what this will be like, and I'm surprised that they're starting it out at two ninety nine. so okay, I'll go. I might give this one a shot. Um, Robert Venditti continues his take on Green Lantern. I actually really enjoyed the last issue more than I expected, so I might actually read this. Same thing with Green Lantern Corps, although New Guardians, I don't think I care about all that much. Uh, I tried reading the most recent issue that came up this past week, and I just I couldn't get through it. Red Lanterns, I haven't read this in a while, and to be honest, I don't have a lot of interest. I don't care about the whole direction with Guy Gardner leading the Red Lanterns. Uh, now, Supergirl's uh, in her own book, Becoming a Red Lantern, I'm not interested in either. Larflees, I cannot believe it's down up to ten issues. Uh, and yet, Green Lantern Nort up against Larflees. Who cares? Um, got the movement. Surprise, this is still going on. All new All-Star Western. I'm glad it's still going on for those people who actually like Western books and like uh, Jonah Hex. I just don't have any personal interest. Uh, Swamp Thing. That's a book I, I feel like I'd really enjoy if I just read it more consistently, and I just don't. Uh, Stormwatch. I have never really cared, so no thanks. Uh, Teen Titans Annual. Um, 
So you, you're basically you're ending the book with Scott Lobdell is ending his run on Teen Titans, and it's ending the series completely. Uh, I haven't been a huge fan of his take on it. I'm interested to see what they come up with next. Smallville season 11, Lantern number one. I'm glad that they're publishing this, and people who enjoy uh, that version of the character have a, a place to go, but it's not really to my taste. Uh, moving down to the end of the catalog, there's Adventures of Superman, He-Man, and the Masters of the Universe. Uh, a lot of things that are uh, not really proper DC. Uh, Batman 66 continues to go on. Uh, the Vampire Diaries comic book as well. You have Scribble Knots, etc. Getting into the trades, which I always find interesting. You have hardcovers for Batman and Robin Volume 4, Requiem for Damien. Um, uh, then you have... Uh, I'm actually interested in probably picking this up and probably in softcover when it comes out, which is uh, Detec- Volume 4 of Detective Comics, which is The Wrath uh, by Layman and Tinny of the Fourth with artwork by Jason Fabok. I love Fabok's artwork on Batman in Detective Comics, so I'm definitely interested in that. Uh, you have the Batman Death of the Family trade paperback, uh, which issues 13 to 17 of the Batman book by Snyder and uh, Greg Capullo. Uh, you have the Batgirl uh, Death of the Family trade paperback comes out that month as well. Uh, you have the All-Star Western trade paperback, Volume 4, again, for those who care. Uh, the Shazam Volume 1 trade paperback. I might actually pick this up. I decided to take a pass on the hardcover, but I do want to pick it up in trade so I can read it all in one shot the way it's kind of meant to be done instead of just the backups that it was in Justice League. Because it wasn't even consistent. It was Justice League 7 to 11, 0, 14 to 16, and 18 to 21. So I'm interested to finally read it in one sitting as a cohesive comic as opposed to just being a backup. Uh, the Lights Out storyline in Green Lantern is being collected into a hardcover um, for those who missed it. Uh, you have the Catwoman Volume 4, Gotham Underground coming, uh, which includes a bunch of the uh, point issues uh, that were during Villains Month. Uh, you have Aquaman Volume 3, Throne of Atlantis trade paperback coming. Um, I'm excited for that. It's too bad that they just didn't have uh, an Aquaman Justice League trade paperback that covered just that crossover. Because if you are collecting both Aquaman and Justice League books, you have to buy both trades, which are your doubling of most of the issues, just to get a few of those issues that that aren't included in the respective trades, which is unfortunate. Uh, the Movement gets a new trade paperback, uh, Red Lanterns, you got Batman's Legends of the Dark Knight, second volume coming out. Batman Deathblow uh, gets a trade paperback, collecting the original three-issue miniseries, which is interesting, that's even being put out. Uh, the Authority Volume 1 puts together the original uh, Ellis and Miller, uh, sorry, Millar stories. Uh, you got Batman Arkham Asylum Living Hell Deluxe Edition by Dan Slott coming out, which is interesting, they're putting that out. Uh, Injustice Gods Among Us Volume 2 comes out. Uh, obviously, uh, I guess the second season is just coming out as well, so this is nicely timed. Showcase Presents Super Friends Volume 1. This should be interesting. Um, it's collecting, I guess, um, I don't know if it's the entirety of the issues, but issues 1 to 34 of the of the hit animated TV series Super Friends, or the tales based on it. I'm interested to see what that's like. Um, the Ostrander Spectre from the, uh, I guess, the what early 90s is being uh, republished. 12 issues for 20 bucks isn't bad. Uh, you got Graphic Inc., the DC Comics art of Frank Quietly, which, I don't know, could be interesting. You have the new international edition of Watchmen, as well as a new regular shape paperback of the Watchmen. And then you have a bunch of um, other uh, releases, like the Johnny DC kind of style books, etc. And you have Fables, uh, the Vertigo books, etc. Uh, so that will be our episode today, looking at all that stuff that's coming out soon. Um, hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Uh, I, I know I drone on a little bit, but, uh, this, you know, some stuff is really interesting and exciting that's coming out in this, in April, and some stuff isn't as exciting. 
But uh, thank you for going through the catalog with me, and uh, hopefully we'll catch you next time when we'll do the May solicitations in next month in February. Uh, so this has been episode 138, the spotlight on the Marvel and DC solicitations for April 2014. Please join me for our next episode, which will be episode 139, the reviews episode. Uh, episode 140 next month is probably going to be a flashback episode, which actually I almost started recording today before realizing, wait a minute, I was going to do a solicitations episode. Um... Anyways, and that'll probably be a flashback to uh, the death and return of Superman, I think. I'm not really sure. I'm not quite set on that yet. Uh, As always, you can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. You can like the show on Facebook, post in the HC Realms thread, and please like or rate and review us on iTunes. I would really, really appreciate that. Anyways, thank you very much for joining me for the episode, and I will catch you next time. Bye-bye.